Good afternoon, and welcome to episode 75 of the Deacon and Co. Show. 75 episodes, wow. Um, Going to be truthful with the audience today as we sit six days away from Las Vegas, Nevada, where the greatest band that ever lived will be performing. Um, Metallica, of course, that is. Uh, the, I would have to say here, 19th of... February, um, 2022, 75 episodes as I mentioned, and I don't have a script written today, I don't have an outline, I don't have rapids, may have a genius of the week or not, may not, I, I just said that 75 episodes, um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool, I did, didn't think that at this point that I would take it to 75 episodes and uh this is this is my episode for the fans this is uh for all of you guys this is not a me episode this is strictly dedicated to all of you who take the time out of your day to listen to me uh and appreciate all the support and love that i have received in uh the first 75 episodes and uh it's only the first 75 hopefully the next 75 to come will be more entertaining than the first 75 and uh first things i just want to say i hope everybody got a chance to check out uh episode 74 deke doc and the holy wars (laughs) man uh let me tell you something about that episode first things is let's give a shout out a big one happy birthday to the doc Brad Campbell himself had a birthday this week celebrating, so happy birthday, my friend. Uh, hope it was a blast, and uh, I, I, I don't try to compete with the doc anymore. Uh, the doc goes to more shows uh, than anybody else that I have ever met in my lifetime. Uh, just uh, last week, he went to go see uh, Eddie Vedder, which unbelievable from what I hear, and uh, went to also see uh, comedian Ron White, so he's got uh, March... Metal Madness is what he calls it, and I put that in quotes. Uh, I know you guys can't see that, but uh, he's got a bunch of Tool shows coming up and uh, some cool, uh, you know, some other shit going on in there. But just four shows for me as of now. Uh, we got the big one coming up in six days, as I mentioned, uh, and. Then we got Priest, Judas Priest, coming up in March, March 30th. And uh, looking forward to uh, chatting uh, with my buddies, uh, George and Tom, over at the Metal Gods podcast. If you guys haven't had a chance to check them out, please do so because uh, we're going to have George on the show right before we go to see Priest. And him and I are going to chat some Priest, and it's going to be fun because uh, I told you guys I've been coming up on Priest, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, Painkiller. All right. Um, literally been listening to Painkiller about a hundred times a day. That is probably my favorite Judas Priest song of all time. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Imagine listening to something, you know, a hundred times a day. Yeah, that, that shit just never gets old to me. Um, w with the exception to, and we'll, we'll talk about Priest more when they come up there, too. Um, you know, a couple others that are great. The Ripper, uh, Sentinel, those are some of my other favorites. Uh, Electric Eye. I yeah, ho hope I hear all those um, when I see them or whatnot, but very, very excited. So, anyway, um, got Maiden and Metallica one more time to close off my concerts. Um, Metallica then Maiden, Boston, calling tickets for anybody who's interested in meeting and joining Deke Talica in Boston, and I think it's, believe it's in Harvard, um, Boston, ticket, uh, Boston calling tickets went on sale on Thursday, so you guys know my trick, I'll have them the morning of the show, that's how I do it, that's how I always do it, and that's how it works best for me, so back to the uh, Holy Wars here, I hope you guys enjoyed it, I know it was a little bit long of an episode, but understanding that on the breakdown of a four-part special, Getting the biggest uh, name out of everybody uh, with more albums out of the way first was a better situation than breaking it up into two episodes because it would have messed up the flow or whatnot. But it was a five-hour recording that the Doc and I had, and hats off to him uh, for being able to do it, one, and two, not, you know, um, you know, powering through, because I know at some point he must have been like, man, I'm fucking tired or whatnot too, but... Always a pleasure to work with him. It's just something that him and I have, uh, the love for music. And he, uh, he really likes Megadeth, as you guys can see there, too. Uh, I can't relate to as much as uh, he can when it comes to Megadeth because of me not really being a fan. And you guys know the story about, you know, Mustaine and whatnot. So, you know, still looking forward to uh, potentially having him on the show and whatnot. So it, it'll, be, it'll be fun uh, to see where that goes and whatnot from there. And... You know, when you're doing an episode like that on a band, that especially too, that you know, if you if you're not a fan uh, of the band or you don't like the band, uh, it's not uh, a bad idea to get a little history of the band. Uh, there has to be, if, if let's say for instance, for in my case, okay, there are very few bands that I dislike, but the ones that I do dislike, I just can't stand to hear any of their music. Over time, that changed with me. It used to be where I used to hate Rush, and um, Rush is in the top ten of all time Deacon bands list, and why wouldn't they be? I just gave them a chance again as I got older in a different atmosphere and branched away. You know, um, e even the same thing, too, of me being a hardcore Metallica fan. This is, you know, this is not something that, you know, uh, is the long, you know, ride of the band's history so i've come on very late and for me a lot of people uh you know appreciate recognize and respect the uh fanship that i have toward this band uh because of you know the short duration of me being a fan now i don't know if nay and i would ever be together if i turned around and, and i've been following this band uh, you know, before I met her, you know, because, you know, as you guys could see, you know, the COVID slowed a little people, you know, a lot of people down with uh, being able to see live shows and because they shut it down. But, um, you know, I've kind of really basically just, uh, you know, been there, you know, following and traveling and uh, doing it because, you know, how much longer do you have? You had to enjoy this, you know, we're, we're not promised tomorrow, none of us are, I hate to say it, you know, that'd be a little grim there, but, uh, 
you got to live for the moment sometimes. And uh, the world that we live in now, uh, we don't know if that moment will ever be there again, you know. So understand that too. But also understand too, I got a little uh, caught up in the art of doing things that I haven't done before, like going to the festival out of all the shows. Um, you know, my, my first festivals were last year. And it's one of those scenarios where been there, done that, kind of over it type of deal. Only doing it if you can get in VIP. Yeah, that that's kind of like where I'm at now. No more GA festivals for me. Uh, you know, 145,000 people were enough. I, I've never seen anything more wild in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But can I say I was up against the rail? Absolutely. Can I say that I saw the greatest band in the fucking world? Up close and personal? Yeah, I can. And uh, will it happen again? I'm sure it will. I'm sure that there'll be uh, an indoor show where I say, fuck it, we're going up against the rail. Um, it really would be um, pretty insane for all of the people that got to be on the rail for the 40th anniversary show. And big shout-outs to uh, uh, Vikov and uh, Brett because I know those guys were up against the fucking rail, and uh, the dedication that one has to have, especially for a 40th anniversary show, caliber fans, you know, 7 a.m., 5 a.m., waiting online, you know, who knows what, what could go down, you know, during that time of, you know, people in and off the line of, you know, bathroom breaks and that kind of whatnot, so just, you know, to, for that to happen, and, you know, Metallica family lives, and uh, this is a big thing, so as I've been telling you guys, like, it, this is cool that we're all in this together, and I uh, can't wait to see everybody uh, in Vegas who's going to be there, Deke Metallica will be there, obviously, and uh, like I said, anybody who wants to join us in Boston calling, more than welcome, shoot me an email, Deke and show gmail.com and let me know that you're going to be there uh, so I can give you a patch. I'm going to have patches for everybody by then. Uh, found some places that are going to help me out and make them. So with the help of uh, our fellow decoholic Kirk, uh, we've come up with a logo. So I hope you guys enjoy the logo of it, but I will give you a hint. It's, it's going to be three albums of Metallica's um, combined into one. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. But... I'm not going to ruin a surprise and say what three, but it's going to be cool. So, the only thing that I really wanted to talk about, again, besides thanking everybody, wishing everybody, uh, you know, as well, is uh, what we had on um, last Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. So, <laughs> let's uh, recap what had happened. And for those who don't know, Aaron Rodgers was named uh, league MVP for the second straight year. Meanwhile, Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup won the Triple Crown for yards, touchdowns, and catches by a receiver. <laughs> so why wouldn't that individual who's playing in the Super Bowl be voted MVP? Because clearly you never know what could happen uh, when it comes to players. And you saw it in the Super Bowl where Odell Beckham was dominating the Cincinnati Bengals, got hurt, and they didn't do anything, the Rams, for the second and third quarter. 23-20 to 20 final. One of the top five worst Super Bowls I have ever seen in my life. I'm just going to throw that out there and say that, okay? Um, this may have been entertaining to some. This may have been terrible to others. 
But the bottom line comes down to this is the curse of the New York Jets lives. No team that has ever lost to the New York Jets in a regular season has won the Super Bowl. Our buddy Mattress Mac lost $10 million. I called him out on Twitter, too. If you would have listened to the Deacon and Co. show, Mattress Mac, you wouldn't have lost $10 million. Because <laughs> 23 to 20 is exactly what I told you guys. And I told you that the line of the game would change before game time. And sure enough, it did. So take a look at the significance of what has gone on for the... Um, the uh, duration of the season. You guys got picks from me um, each week on Thursday provided for you guys before the game started, so there was no way that I would be able to know the scores of anything that had happened. And I turned around with an 87% win percentage for the season, which is pretty high. It's lower than last year, I'm going to tell you that, because of the way the season is, but that's still a high fucking percentage. Now, during the playoffs, I came on air, and I gave you guys my opinions of who was going to win the games. During that time, I also gave you the wagers of what to put on so that way you would win money. Although I only correct uh, guessed three games correctly for the playoffs. It still was the outcome, exactly the way I said it, to win you guys money. And if you listened, I hope you did well. Uh, I did well. I hope you guys did well. And that's all I want is everybody to do well. This was a bad game for betters. Anybody who asked me, I told them to be uh, be careful, to stay away from certain things, and to do um, the, the simplest bets that you possibly can do. So, I, uh, Bengals plus 10.5 for me on the tees, over 41.5 for the game. Bengals plus 4.5 because that's what I had at game time like everybody else. And under 49 and a half. Well, I thought they might have a chance of covering a 47 and a half, 47. But when it moved up to that, I had the feeling that it was not going to be what we thought it was going to be. And sure enough, it wasn't. Um, n- next steps for the Bengals there. Uh, besides that, uh, you're playing, you're the home team in Los Angeles' stadium where they have their fans where they play eight home games and maybe one, depending on the postseason schedule, I mean, uh, preseason or two games. Um, you, you had a chance to win this game, so they say, I don't think the Bengals had a chance to win this game at all. But we saw classic Rams, um, you know, uh, a, a team that uh, basically took adversity of losing Odell Beckham and all the momentum shifting. Their defense never ever once stayed out of this game, sacking Joe Burrow seven times. It's a Super Bowl record, um, tying a Super Bowl record. Um, what do you say more about the Rams' defense? They did a great job all year, okay? They took the month of November off so they could rest for the playoffs. Maybe that's what they did. I highly doubt that, but losing all the games in November I thought was a big deal to them, obviously. The momentum, riding the next four wins, losing their uh, season finale uh, in that building to a division rival. Got over that hump. You lost six straight to the Niners. You beat them last uh, two weeks before uh, the Super Bowl, and then uh, you did what you had to do and get that. Will these teams be there next year? Sure, they'll be in the playoffs, but don't expect them to be back in the Super Bowl. Uh, For anybody that uh, predicted this in the beginning of the season, again, as I mentioned to you, hats off. And I I hope everybody had a uh, safe and enjoyable Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if it was you guys or if it was me, but this had to be uh, like the worst Super Bowl for commercials, too. Uh, I never said this on air. Um, And if I I did tell anybody... um, 
it was probably most recently, uh, especially within the last week or so. Um, I, I don't watch the Super Bowl halftime show anymore. Ever since what they did to Metallica in Super Bowl 50, I, I, I don't watch the halftime show anymore. So, so um, Also, uh, people have brought up to my attention, uh, including uh, George uh, from Metal Gods podcast there, uh, about lip syncing and shit. A lot of people now... Uh, questioning this now. All right, so you, you you don't want people to mess up, okay? You, you don't have you you don't have the um. I guess what 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 is the right term or what is the right way to say this? Yeah, you don't have people that aren't professionals that can't mess up, okay? I mean, even the, the most memorable one uh, is obviously. Uh, we have Steven Tyler fucking up the national anthem. Okay, I, I get it, all right? That is a professional amongst professionals, and he fucked that one up. All right, that you live in a country where they gave you the opportunities to uh, grow as a band, and uh, me, one of those bands on that list of people that uh, Deacon cannot stand, uh, right up there with uh, Thin Lizzy and Motley Crue, okay, is most likely going to be Aerosmith, and it's not, and I have a couple of songs that I like from them, um, but Steven Tyler, I, I mean, I respect the musical talent that the band has, um, I just, I don't like Steven Tyler, I don't like his voice, I don't like anything about him, and, and, and you know, I can make the argument all day, and people could say, oh, you don't like his voice, but, you know, Bruce Dickinson, or uh, Rob Halford, you know, screaming, and you, you just heard, yes, yes. The painkiller. I mean, you know. All right, I get it. Uh, I just don't like him. You know, it's and it's not. It's not anything that he he did. But like, even even too, their their songs and and you know their greatness and whatnot. Respectfully, all right. As an American rock band, awesome. You know, but um, there is another American rock band that is better than you. All right, that out tops you. And um, let me see here. Uh, they're from uh the Bay Area. Uh, gonna see them again in six days. Oh, yes, Metallica. So, keep trying, you know, keep, keep the band together, keep touring, just, you, you tell me when you, uh, are better than Metallica. But, anyway, moving forward, I get it. So, why lip-sync, uh, this, if you're having somebody, um, like a rock band or something that doesn't use the profanic language? Because, obviously, we all know that, you know, slip my hoe a 44 and she got in the back door. Uh, that is more family orientated. Killing somebody in a club, um, gang banging, and all this other shit. Uh, really, really, uh, it, it's family orientated that Metallica can't perform. So that is why I don't watch the Super Bowl halftime show. And, and if they do really continue to, you know, have to worry about people messing up or saying bad words on cable like that, then why even bother having them perform at the show? Uh, from my understanding, it was not a good halftime show. A lot of the older folk, uh, especially too, in places that I traveled all through the week, were not happy about the uh, per uh, performance uh, or excited about the people that were performing prior to the game's performance. So, for me... I will stop boycotting when um, Metallica is there, and, and, and they, they need to be there, and I, I need the NFL to wake up and realize that, so you gotta have, uh, you know, the biggest rock band, greatest rock band that ever lived uh, do a halftime show, uh, if they did, I can only imagine, like, you're only gonna get, you know, nobody's getting on by themselves, okay, so you get, you get, 
maybe one song, you know, you have a 12 to 18 minute window of what you're going to perform and whatnot. So you're going to get, I would say this is what I would think that they would play. You, We would hear Battery, like a verse from Battery. I think we would hear um, a verse from Enter Sandman. And I also think that um, the other one would be Seek and Destroy and a verse for Whom the Bell Tolls. So... That's what I think is safe bet to say uh, you would hear one of those uh, verses from each of those songs. So, yeah, um, it can be done, you know, but I don't think that they need to lip sync. I think it's, you know, you have to realize that when you're listening to music like that, when it's being performed live and at its top caliber, which Metallica has not slowed down for a second, um, <laughs> There is no way you're going to be able to make a mixtape like that, or maybe I'm wrong here, unless you're going to, you know, the band had would have to do this, uh, and it would be really, really awkward to, you know, have the melody cut not raw the way it belongs to be. But yeah, you could probably pre-record this, and then the guys would just have to go along with the music to it, again, knowing exactly what point you had stopped. In the earlier days of Metallica concerts, you would see like what they would call Justice Medley. So in a Justice Medley, you would, it might start off with something like Blackened, and then you would turn around and go to like Friends of Sanity, come back over, maybe jump into a different album, go back to Blackened, go back to Friends of Sanity, all in just a mixed match going back and forth. And that's cool, but that also takes a lot of skill to do something like that, finding the songs that sound, I guess, similar to what each sound is and uh, you know each song comparison going into the other one, transition of tempo and rhythm. It's, uh, yeah, it, it can be done. Definitely can be done by Metallica. It has been done before. And when it is done, let me tell you, the people that got to see that shit live, Okay, that is amazing to see that. I wish that I could see that. So uh, I've been writing letters like, can you guys do some medleys? <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, you get the gist of what's going down. So excited about, you know, the news of Kirk the Ripper, Hammett's uh, solo project portals, uh, you know, showmanship at its finest. You will see uh, amazing stuff come from there. Hope everybody has a chance to pre-order it and get it itself. So... Back to the game, 23-20 final, Rams win, Cooper Cup name MVP of the Super Bowl. Okay, so you rob the guy of the league MVP, giving him two Super Bowls and the game-winning Super Bowl catch. Uh, that, that makes him enough to be MVP over Matthew Stafford, who threw three touchdowns in his Super Bowl. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> the, the league is really fucked up, as you can see. So well, what, what do we await next? Um, we wait for the draft. That's what we do next, then scheduling, and then we get ready. So I hope you guys enjoyed the touchdown report. Of course, I'll be back with you in September, uh, and you know we'll take it from there uh, with the NFL. Maybe we'll do a draft special. I'm not sure yet. You have to see what kind of move uh, moves are being done in the first round of the draft. Um, for me, where do I go from here? Uh, well, the new thing is this. So you got a trend going on in the NFL that they're talking about that if a player signs with a new team after being with a certain team for X amount of years, that they'll win the Super Bowl that year. So first it started with Brady last year, then it went to uh, Matthew Stafford, longtime Lion, traded in the big deal, Goff straight, and some other shit going on. Uh, Goff going to Detroit, him coming to L.A., wins the Super Bowl this year. 
Why not take a chance, I guess, at this point for the Eagles if you're not happy with the way Jalen Hurts performed? I mean, every week, I guess, at some point, um, you know, it was up and down, up and down. And not for nothing. There were some games where um, they put in Gardner Minshew. I know he's not the answer, uh, but he, he performed well and, and got jobs done. Um, the only real um, time that I seen Minshew uh, have an issue was the Dallas game at the end of the year where they got romped. And uh, it was one of those games where, you know, we didn't need the game uh, because we're resting and we're already in and that stuff. But uh, it would have been good to have that game with the momentum going in because they were getting hot and cooled off quickly uh, when the playoffs came. Jalen Hurts was not impressive at all. So uh, moving forward, why not make a trade for Russell Wilson? Why not do that and send Hurts there, take a chance? And uh, having this core team that you have, uh, that couple guys left from the Super Bowl team a couple years ago. It's, you know, I can't believe it's four years ago already. Um, but, yeah, a couple years um, left for these guys, really, uh, before you start breaking down the rebuild and stuff like that again. And, and uh, just make sure that the offensive line is handled, receivers and weapons, if you are going to keep Hurts and uh, – See what happens. Chargers need. Chargers need. I don't know what the Chargers need. Chargers need. <laughs> Chargers need uh, some help. A lot of help. Um, I think that the first move that they should do is look into the secondary. Uh, looking to get uh, different linebackers too as well. We have some decent linebackers, but I think that's going to be one of our weaker positions. So uh, Another receiver too on the end wouldn't hurt. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were great. Maybe a, a different tight end as well because uh, Jared Cook, man, uh, really disappointment this year. Uh, one of the biggest disappointments of the season. So Definitely from there. Um, what have I given you guys in the first 75 episodes that you guys... Uh, like the most, I want to know, deaconandcoachshowgmail.com, what do you guys want to hear in the upcoming episodes, different topics, always taking recommendations and whatnot, so want to hear your thoughts and what you want to hear me talk about. Um, what have I given you guys so far? Let me see. We've given you a breakdown of Metallica, spoke about some other groups, other significant things, we had a lot of deaths in the first 75 episodes and uh, part of life, but had some good specials, good Rolling Stones special, good Queen, um, a Queen special there, um, who else? David Bowie, uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, so we, we, we had some good times, some good fun. Um, movie reviews, Halloween specials, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, we we take it back. Yeah, we had some good times, some good guests. And thank you to all the guests, too, that have taken the time to chat with me and provide the entertainment for everybody. But, yeah. Uh, what more can one say about Metallica? That hasn't already been said, are you guys wondering? Because I, I, I have so much more that we're going to venture into and uh, whatnot. So next up on the big four-part special two, uh, we're going to go Slayer for you guys. So Slayer has um, the, let me see here, Slayer has 12 studio albums. And then we're going to have fun with the final two. So we'll have these upcoming things coming for you guys. Um, what else did I want to say here? Uh, I'm pretty sure that 
in the event that, as I was bringing up earlier, with listening to music and stuff like that that you don't like and stuff, it's always good to learn things about the band itself, too, especially to uh, when you don't know a lot about them. And listening to a lot of things, uh, you know, from the aspects of fans understanding the biggest thing about me is that I'm not, as you could see, a what they would call metalhead. So I, I think it's funny because just a fan of a band that happens to be labeled as metal or hard rock, whatever you want to call it, and I turn around and am opening my eyes to the new horizons of older you know, metal and music and stuff like that uh, and feel that at some points if a genre is dying or if a genre is you know, uh, not as popular as other genres or less popular, right? You got to respect the people that who are the best on there. So they label these guys, the big four, as the best metal bands. But meanwhile, you can't do that in my eyes because there are still people out there who want to consider Iron Maiden metal, Judas Priest metal, Black Sabbath at points metal. And if we go all the way back... Uh, Include Led Zeppelin, the pioneers of the industry of metal, I believe, along with Priest, uh, you know, along with Sabbath. I, I'm not going to go as far as to put Deep Purple in there because I don't think Deep Purple is metal. They might be hard rock at most. I don't think it's even that. But, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of them. Uh, Got to have Motorhead in there. You know, there's so many, so many other bands. Uh, you know, what about Pantera? I think, truthfully, that... Uh, Pantera is better than any of the big four, uh, big four bands, except for Metallica. <laughs> I really do, and that and that's the truth. I mean, nobody nobody tops Metallica. There's just it's not it's not possible. In the next fifty years, we're not going to get somebody that's going to top Metallica. It's just not possible. But gotta think about it from that perspective here. So. Sometimes opening up your ears and stuff to music, even just giving it a try, it is sometimes very difficult for people to listen to uh, you know different genres genres of music. I can listen to any genre of music. Uh, the newer music is very tough for me to get into. The newer music, basically, uh, in my opinion, it's it's good for what the times of what we're used to. So to see younger people going to Metallica concerts and listening to Metallica and stuff like that, uh, you know, I wonder. I, I really do wonder, uh, you know, if these guys are ever going to see, you know, something like that, you know, again. And it, and it's true. Uh, I really do feel that way. So hope you guys got a chance to listen to the episode and learn some stuff about Megadeth. I definitely learned a lot from the doc, and again, I appreciate him doing that. So, now, uh, let's see. Uh, last thing before I let you guys go, and thank you guys again for uh, supporting the Deacon and Co. show here. Genius of the Week here. Now, this is Super Bowl related, all right? And I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible, okay? <laughs> Super Bowl halftime show. So, uh... Besides that being a joke, Super Bowl coin toss, okay? Besides Mattress Mac losing $10 million, he had a streak of, uh, a long streak, I believe, uh, multiple years. I think it's been over five or six years that this guy has put up money in there uh, and won every year. So 
I had a long streak snapped as well. I had nine straight years of winning the coin toss for the Super Bowl. Don't worry. <laughs> I know it's weird. I don't bet on the coin toss every week, but this is the Super Bowl, okay? So the thing is, is that in years prior, and you guys could watch on the old Super Bowl films or like the week of the Super Bowl, sometimes in the middle of the year, uh, they'll turn around and they'll start putting on classic games and classic Super Bowls. And sometimes, if you're lucky enough, they'll let you see the coin toss of who the honorary coin flipper is for that day. Most of the time, it has something to do with the team, okay, or the city that's hosting the Super Bowl. So, uh, of that team, of course. So, let's say the Rams weren't there. You know, uh, maybe somebody from the Rams, because it was their home stadium, would come out and flip the coin tosses, the honorary coin toss. So, genius of the week here goes to the NFL for setting this up, okay? Billy Jean King flipped the coin for the Super Bowl, and this is a true story that when she flipped the coin... Um, as soon as she was started rubbing the coin and touching the coin, I said to Nay, I said, this fucking lady just jinxed me. And sure enough, she did it. Flipped the coin. I said it would be tails landed on heads. And Billie Jean King fucked Deacon, and it did not feel good. But <laughs> good thing the rest of the game worked out well for me. Um... Billie Jean King is a remarkable athlete, top 10 athlete of all time, absolutely, uh, in the uh, latter stages of the top, of the uh, numbers there. I would probably say maybe 9 or 10 she is, but remarkable athlete. But no business flipping a coin toss at the Super Bowl. You have no connection <laughs> to either of these teams. Um, and it really was disturbing to me, and that's going to be my genius of the week. I hope you guys have a great week. Next week from Vegas, the Outlaw and I will be recapping the set list, which I'm sure is going to be typical Metallica classics. Um, very excited for this. Going to be in the Raider Stadium, so it's going to feel a little weird. Okay, not going to lie, but it will be fun. And... Uh, I could say, yeah, I visited the stadium, and uh, but it wasn't to see a Raider game. Something a little more important. <laughs> a little more important than the Raiders. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Love all of you. Thank you guys again so much. That was 75. I am Deacon himself. Follow me on the majors of social. Deacon and Co. Show, Instagram and Twitter. Deacon and Co. Show at gmail.com. Get me the feedback, please. But for now, Deacon is out.